Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. I still love technology, but not as much as you but I still love technology. <laughs> I'm starting this habit of doing things at the beginning of these custom home and architecture podcast episodes where I have a little thing that I like to make the theme for the episode. So today we're talking about technology or tech forward, the idea of being on the edge or the cusp of the latest technology with your custom home. And that little quote that I had Hopefully you guessed what it was from, but it was Napoleon Dynamite. I can't remember. I think it's his cousin at his wedding is singing to his wife. I love you. I love technology, but not as much as you, but I still love technology. And sometimes that can be the attitude that we have when we're doing a custom home. We all remember the clapper a long time ago where it was like really cool. You could clap and turn your lights off. But it was annoying, like having to go like clap was like obnoxious. So I think every, for the most part, people, except for maybe nostalgia reasons, were glad that we're past that maybe mechanical version. I kind of think it's like a low tech version of like the Alexa in a way. Maybe there was some other option where we could do more things if there was different type of claps or different type of sounds. That would have been interesting a low-tech way for maybe a, a sensor to work, or lower-tech anyway. But when you're thinking about your home, when you're working on your home, I would say nine times out of ten people will tell me they want, like right now, everybody wants the Alexa lights. And so the regular flat can light that has become the you know the majority of what people are putting in there, it's almost standard. Uh, a few years ago, it was standard to have changeable color with a switch, and now... The ones that sync up with Alexa are almost the same price. They're a little bit more than the other ones still, but it's not drastic. So having this technology is becoming super, super accessible. But the light switch, when you walk in a room and you turn it on, you're walking past it. It's a very simple thing to do. And next to people's beds, we always put a light switch next to the bed so that people don't have to get up and turn it off. And I mention that because... While it is great to reduce the amount of wire runs and things like that through your house, it's always good to be able to have a manual override. And that's something that like, I probably will mention several times today while we're talking is to not be a technology junkie. I was watching a real estate presentation recently that was quite good. I really enjoyed it. It was funny, but it was one of these video walkthroughs that people are doing for like mansions and stuff now. But in every single room, he would be like, it's very tech forward, all the latest technology, super blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, okay, it's good to have those things. Like you want people to know it, but that was almost like the main focus of every room was the technology in it or like this super cool TV that had fold down speakers. And I'm going to guess that was like 10 grand for the fold down speaker. So when you turn the TV on, the speakers fold down and it supposedly looked like a piece of art. And I have a, a very fond attachment to something 
that is called the Modernist Styles Movement. And it's amazing because I think one of the top museums for it is here in Mount Dora, which is just north of Orlando in Florida. And right now, that well, they had, I don't know if it's still there, but they had a, a big exhibition of David Bowie stuff. And when I went there before that, I remember seeing these old, they had these old desks that are very sinuous or t- tenuous. Anyway, there a lot of curvaceous shapes on the desk. And it was like a built-in TV. There was like a cigarette tray, a radio, an intercom for the front door, all built into this wood desk. Well, all that technology became outdated and everything was custom cut. Oh, it's this super custom black and white 12 by 12 TV that's been cut into this beautifully sculpted wood. So when I saw it, I was like, this is super cool. Can we turn the TV on? Can it get a signal? Something like that. But it became a dinosaur, this thing that was at the time, I'm sure, an extravagant purchase of technology to place in this room. And so while it's a beautiful thing today, it's not functioning in the same way, this is an interesting thing to think about, but it's something like the Game Boys where there's like a huge crowd around it that's like constantly pushing the technology of the Nintendo Game Boy. All those things are, are so disparate that you don't have that happening so much like as you do with like Record Player or Game Boy or something today. And we can have a tendency to like OD on the latest technology. I've seen it like, I'll just give you some examples. One is the... Sonos or like Bose wireless speakers. We've used those on multiple projects. And the first time we used them, they were super excited about having wireless, it's going to be this wireless speaker system. Well, they noticed that if the internet goes out or their Wi-Fi is not working or, or whatever, they weren't able to use the speakers anymore. So the next project we did with the same client, we put wired ones in because they didn't want to have that happen. And it was a much better experience. The signal was better. The sound quality was better. And they didn't ever have those interruptions because stuff does go out. And of course, the power can go out. But even with the wireless, they had no manual override. They couldn't like, I guess they could hook a generator up and try to do an in-house Wi-Fi to make it work. But it was more layers to get back to that thing. And there's some other things we've done. So having the Alexa lights, the technology just changed. So before, a lot of the lights didn't have it. So you had these switches, right, that would, like, connect to your phone or third-party app. And just in, like, a year or two, by the time I had done the next house, that was already obsolete technology. And, And you have Alexa. And I don't know if you've read about the Amazon Echo thing. I don't think it's going to go away, but it's interesting that I think it was, they're losing tons of money every year on those devices. Like they're not making money on it. It's the same thing with the Kindle. I absolutely love the Kindle. I read Kindle books all the time, but those are not money makers for them. So the way those things function may end up changing. That'd be interesting to see what happens. I've heard people say they think it will go away. I don't think it will because they get too much information from being able to hear what we're saying and what we want and stuff like that. But there's also trade-offs too. Like if you want to have a dimmer, like walk in your room and dim your phone. I like to not have my phone with me as much as I can. And right now the lights may work with Alexa, but we did a house where they were in the bathroom. So there wasn't another echo in every bathroom. So in order to dim the lights or change the color, you needed to bring your phone with you. Well, if you're a person who wants to come home and not have that phone with you, then you're still stuck carrying that phone around. And I'm going to say listening to you 
Uh, but I'm not so worried about the eavesdropping as I am just the idea of like the attachment to this thing, this external thing that we have to have and being able to keep our home as a place of refuge. And I think it'll keep changing, but the goal of what I'm saying is be prepared to upgrade stuff. Also be prepared to decide what are the things that are really, really important to you. To me, it was very important to not have a TV in our house. And so we bought a little projector and we had that for eight years and it was great. It was actually, it was kind of cumbersome to use, but you could plug in a, a Google or a Kindle stick into it and you could cast from your phone if you wanted to watch something, but you couldn't watch anything during daylight hours. You could only watch them once it got dark and our house is all glass. So it has to be pitch black outside before the TV will work. Well, recently we got a Samsung Freestyle and I don't know if you know what that is, but it's this, the coolest projector I've ever seen and our brother-in-law got it for us, but you can plug it into a light bulb socket. You can screw a battery onto the back of it. You can plug it in, but it's got the speaker, all the Samsung smart TV stuff in it. It self-adjusts anywhere. Super bright. It casts on anything. So <laughs> that thing is so good that our projector was eight years old and like the speaker had gone out. So we had to plug in a speaker and uh, it's so good that we could like cast like a 12 foot TV pretty much anywhere in our house unless it's like noon and we have this massive TV. We were doing a karaoke dance party the other night with this massive karaoke thing on the wall and dancing on the countertops. So now it's like we have more access to the technology. And while it is fun, I really liked to keep in that same mentality of like, I'm not going to watch anything until this certain time of day or something. So it's anything to try to stay present in this place that I'm at. So if I'm in my room, I want to be present with what I'm doing there with the people that I'm with, even if that person is myself present with whatever activity I'm doing and not uh, vegging out so much, even though there is a time and a place for that. So ask yourself, what do you need? So when I think if you're listening, we always talk about architectural DNA. The desire part of your DNA is what of these things align with the lifestyle that you really want to have. Is it important to you to not have to turn the light switch on every time you go in a room? Is it something where you want to be able dealing with another layer of technology. We're getting there, but I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I don't know if you remember the movie Her with Joachim Noah, but in that movie, I thought it was interesting because most technological movies take the stance that like in the future, we're going to have these like goggles on and we're going to have technology everywhere, like wires coming out of us. Our room's just going to be filled with technological devices. And I like the stance, even if the movie was somewhat, people could consider it somewhat cynical. I like that the idea was technology was actually like integrated. So it was fading to the back. It's more simple. One thing I do appreciate is being able to ask Alexa what the time is. That's me personally, but I don't, I feel like that's more like a passive thing. There's not extra visual things. There's not extra devices that I have to have. And I have it in one room and I tend to be in there enough that if I'm like on the weekend and I'm trying to think of something, that's pretty easy for me. So I find that as like a release from a screen or from a phone and still being able to stay enacted with what I'm doing now. 
And so I try to ask myself, what will allow me to stay engaged? And so that concept is digital minimalism. Being tech forward can also mean being proactive, not as purely consumer. Of course, we're consuming things like I talk about this all the time. I have my remarkable tablet, my e-ink phone. I read on my Kindle. Those are all technological things, but they allow me to stay like when I'm with this or when I'm with my Kindle, I feel more engaged with the the environment that I'm in because it's not sucking me further and deeper into answering a text, answering an email, thinking I got to look something up. Like it's so nice sometimes to actually think through stuff and not be able to look up the fact. When was the last time you were like, I feel kind of good. Like I remember when my friends, when my friends and I, when we were growing up, we would argue about the lyric to a song to the point where I'd be like, no way, Method Man just said this. There's no way that's what he said. Well, you couldn't find the lyrics, right? So we would be mad at each other, like on the way to a hockey game, wouldn't even talk to each other in the car. And now you just look it up in two seconds. So maybe it would that's good to save friendships to be able to look that up. But it, there's a time for being in your home, your space, your office. There's a lot of people that own businesses that listen to this to be able to focus on what you're doing. And that is by setting up the technology with you so that you're not distracted all the time in your space, being present with your space. And so having a super connected TV in every room may not be the best method for being able to be present in your day. And that's what I I see the house as, even though more and more people in America, especially, but I think all around the world are working from home. It's crazy. It's like, instead of having like, the two hour commute, you may have like the commute through data in your home, which was previously the haven that you went back to. And so trying to think of that as like, your home is the place to entertain and be with people in person, or the people that you live with being present with them and the activities that you're doing there is an important element to consider. And I have this to a certain degree, they want a place to be able to film something in their home for distribution online, actually taking up up space for that. And I think that's good. That's There's a time and a place for that. But doing it in a way where it's not all consuming to the place that you're in, that it's just taking you out of the world into the metaverse and out of your space. Like we're on the cusp with a lot of these technologies. So a lot of it is also just being patient with where things are going before diving into the technology as well. There may be something you want to be super progressive and try for the first, like be on the edge with your space. But I have a quest that I do virtual reality walkthroughs with my clients so that they can put the headset on and walk around. You have to clear out a whole room for them to be able to do that. Like an entire bedroom needs to be completely empty to do that. There's even warehouses by me where you can go do that. So it can take up massive amount of space to really be able to like give someone a kitchen demonstration where they've got the goggles on and they're moving around. But it can take you out of the element. But I don't think that in the end result is going to be these big things. The technology, I believe, will get there where it'll be more seamless. Like even the Google Glass was pretty seamless, but it required you to look off to the side or do like this side gaze that was very off-putting for many people. And that's not the way it's going to go. I think it will, they had their stab at it. Then the HTC and Meta and stuff have done these like cover-up masks. And somehow that's going to get back to a place where the augmented reality is more seamless and it's not so intrusive. 
So I'm interested to see where that will go to allow us to stay in our present moment versus being sucked out into somewhere else. It's, it's very interesting. So what I'll leave you with today is some ramblings about technology. I went into a little bit of the metaverse. Had planned on doing this entire episode on the metaverse, but I believe I may have a guest that can come on in the near future. So I didn't want to get too much into it today. But this idea of like, of course, everybody's gotten this video doorbell. Everybody's got video cameras now. A lot of people in custom homes want the recessed speakers. So there are things that are pretty much a part of what we're doing. But there's always new stuff that's like, I want the TV that folds in half. The one I typically suggest for people is a Samsung frame because when it's off, it's not just a big black piece of glass on the wall that like you can see all the spots and dust on it. it does a really good job of looking like a piece of artwork in the room. So if you want a TV and do that, I would definitely suggest the Samsung Freestyle, which means you have no TV anywhere and your living room is a place for spending time with people. But as part of your architectural DNA, the first step in desire is, of course, your rooms and things like that. But how do you want to experience each room? And then that will be your guiding star for what technology is going to help you to achieve that. So it might be that you've got to have the folding TV and that's your sacred cow thing that you want to have in the house. I always say there's a few top things you have to have. I call those like the sacred the sacred cows or calf and um, you want to keep that. But I feel like for most of you, it's more related to the way you interact with people, the way that you study, the way that you cook, the way that you go about your life, exercising, writing your book, working on your business plan at your home. I hope you'll join us next week again. And I thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, I love you, but I still love technology, but not as much as you. <laughs> All right. This is the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Keep going on your journey towards a custom home. Keep moving along. Keep pursuing that dream. Look for your land. Save your money. If you're in the process of building the home, take these things into consideration. Go to ca-rd.com forward slash podcast to sign up to listen on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and all that. Or you can click book a consultation if you are wanting to start your journey to a custom home. I'm J.D. Carling, your architect. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.